Coming to you live from Petoskey, Michigan, it's Northern Michigan's only live and local afternoon talk show, WMKT's Talk of the North. Something on your mind? Call our studio line at 866-371-1270 or connect on social media at Triple Talk WMKT on Facebook and X. Now, bringing you the latest news from the region, states, and around the country, here's your host, Nick Rudy. Good afternoon, Northern Michigan. Welcome to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Happy Friday. We are at the end of, I don't know, it felt like a fairly quick, uh, quick work week and made it through stage one of what is expected to be a two-stage re-entry into winter, up to six inches of snow over the next 30 hours or so. Uh, when uh, it's snowing, it's not going to be super windy, windy, thankfully, from what I've seen, but when it's, when it's not snowing, up to 25 miles per hour, so could see some kind of blowing snow, kind of blowing all over the place, probably in all of our driveways. Another disappointing loss for the Red Wings. I mean, it was a loss to the NHL's top team, and uh, they had just beaten them. So, two games ago, but they did lose to the Canucks four to one. It's just sad when you couple it though with the uh, the loss to a much weaker Edmonton team. So in the last two games, the Wings have been outscored twelve to five, pretty much as bad as it gets in the pros. Uh, the good news though for the Wings is the Devils lost in overtime last night, so New Jersey remains two points behind instead of. Uh, a tie for the final playoff spot. They lost to the Kings two to one in OT. Because uh, yeah, the the Devils weren't doing so well this year, but now they've been the ones that have been really bothering the Red Wings for uh, for most of the season. Now, uh, Wings are 27, 20, and six this season. Fairly mediocre. All those uh, home games they played earlier this year are starting to catch up as they now have two more road games against good teams up next. And then they return home for a few, go back on the road. So they're not going to be home long before they hit the road once more. So they need to get their act together pretty fast. Uh, and by the way, had to mention it, the, uh, the Bruins, who are running away with the Eastern Conference, are now second in second place after losing quite a few. And then the Florida Panthers have been on a hot streak recently. Although uh, the reason I said I had to do it is because I enjoy making fun of the Florida Panthers. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Miami, South Florida teams. And so uh, they have, uh, you know, they're kind of the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. They fall off late in the season, gets bounced from the playoffs early, something that we see with the Cowboys and Eagles nearly year in and year out in recent history. In fact, uh, it's they usually get bounced now from the playoffs early after a good season. Uh, it used to be for like 10 years, they would always be in the mix, in the playoff mix, and <laughs> like always finish ninth. It was, uh, it was pretty moderately funny. And then tomorrow, hopefully a good game in primetime, Michigan versus Michigan State at the Chrysler Center in Ann Arbor. Uh, State beat Michigan pretty well when they played in East Lansing last time. But, you know, State, are they due for one of those losses they've suffered throughout the year? You know, kind of the inconsistency they've shown. Michigan would like to further derail State season. So I think at the least it's going to be a competitive game. Doug McDaniel will be able to play as well since they are at home. So we'll see how that turns out. Check in with you on Monday. 
Uh, and who else has been feeling super bored and, and starved of sports? Uh, Michigan State fans might be okay since their basketball team's doing moderately well. Uh, but with the Pistons being terrible, all we really have is the wings until baseball season starts. And so for me, and I don't know, I've never been super into spring training. I, I, I am very much into the speculation of, you know, a, a baseball team during spring and where are we going to, who's going to be our starting five pitchers in the rotation? Who's going to be where? I mean, I have questions about our catching position and our third base position. Everything else looks okay. Um, we maybe have too many out, good outfielders because uh, they have car- uh, the uh, kind of the proposed, if you will, starting lineup has Kerry Carpenter as the DH. That's not going to last long term. They have uh, Mark Canha, uh, Riley Green, and Parker Meadows starting in the outfield, and Kerry Carpenter at DH. I'm like, man, something's going to have to give. Mark Canha might not have. He's 35 years old. He might uh he might be replaced pretty quick too. He's all right defensively though. So, yeah, baseball cannot come fast enough because uh, I have currently been filling the void of sports by just watching uh, Michigan football highlights, basically. Maybe some of you are in the same boat. But to our trivia question today, who has the highest average annual snowfall, according to USA.com, Mackinac City, Pelston, Sheboygan, or Harbor Springs? Mackinac City, Pelston, Sheboygan, Harbor Springs. Those are the options that you will find If you want to participate on the trivia poll, maybe you already have because you follow us over at Triple Talk WMKT on X or my personal X account at Nick Rudy. Well, what's trending today in news, no matter where you look, it is Russia's most significant opposition leader for the past decade. Alexei Navalny has died in Arctic Circle Jail. The prison service said, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, I can't I can't conjure up anything more horrible sounding than an Arctic circled jail. I mean, North pole jail sounds actually somewhat nice, but Arctic circle jail. Gotta be kidding me. Uh, so seen as a uh, president, Vladimir Putin's most, uh, biggest critic, uh, Navalny was serving a 19 year jail term on charges, widely considered politically motivated. He was moved to one of Russia's toughest, uh, penal colonies last year, the prison surface on the, uh, Yalmo Nedets district said Navalny had felt unwell after a walk on Friday. He had almost immediately lost consciousness. It said in a statement, adding that an emergency medical team had immediately been called and tried to resuscitate him without success. The emergency doctors declared the prisoner dead. Cause of death is being established. He was 47. Navalny was last seen only a day ago, looking well and laughing during a court hearing via video link. I don't want to hear any condolences. His mother was quoted as saying, we saw him on in prison on the 12th in a meeting. He was alive, healthy, and happy. Which is strange, because I'd always thought that they kind of accused uh, either Putin or the regime or the prison for not treating him well. But, I mean, he's alive, healthy, and happy. I guess maybe that's not true, but still, very sus. You know, I, I wonder if uh, Putin's going to bring in Tucker Carlson as the medical examiner, you know, doing the... Uh, post-mortem exam if he uh, would maybe blame it on his lack of access to Russia's quality grocery stores. It is really ironic, actually, though, because Tucker had asked for the release of an American when he had interviewed Putin, and Putin must have been like, felt slightly embarrassed. Oh, man, my answer. I feel like I'm, I've grown soft. So he just killed off his rival. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty comfortable saying it. 
that he had 100% something to do with it. It's, I don't think he took a helicopter down to the Arctic Circle and, you know, shivved the guy himself, but definitely had his hand in the matter. Of course, the the far right is trying to, trying to explain this away, you know, believe whatever Putin says, called Navani, or Navani a, a neo-Nazi. Like, all right, sure, buddy. Uh, the left, by the way, correctly, is also calling out this murder. However, they don't have much of a leg to stand on. Their buddies in Ukraine murdered an American journalist not long ago. Uh, Gonzola Lira Sr. says his son has died at 55 in Ukrainian prison where he was being held for the crime of criticizing the Zelensky and Biden governments. That's quite true. We talked about that story in real time when it happened a couple of months ago. Ukraine labeled this guy a Putin apologist and a terrorist, arrested him and tortured him, and he died. No words from the left on that, of course, because, you know, precious Ukraine can do no, do no wrong. Uh, so both murders were wrong. Very troubling. Uh, that is the position that we hold on this show. Putin is bad. Zelensky is bad. We apologize for no evil men on this program. But to the answer for our trivia question, who has the highest average annual snowfall according to USA.com? Mackinac City, Helston, Sheboygan, or Harbor Springs? The answer is the last option. Harbor Springs, 103 inches on average. Just across the bay here from here in Petoskey. Today is the 16th of February, and it is time for our famous birthday. Today, we're wishing The weekend a happy 34th birthday as we ironically reach The weekend. Three-time Grammy-winning R&B singer-songwriter and music producer whose debut album, Triology, was gold-certified. He's had several top 10 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 list, including The Hills, Can't Feel My Space, and Starboy. I mean, this guy is probably one of the top five most popular artists in the world right now. Uh, he started gaining a following after anonymously uploading his songs to YouTube in 2010. He went on to release a mixtape called House of Balloons, which was met with critical acclaim. He became the first artist in history to simultaneously hold the top three spots on the Billboard Hot R&B Songs chart. In 2018, he released his own Marvel comic book titled Starboy based on his image. I listen to a ton of this guy's music, so kind of hard to pick just one to sample for today, but we'll go with this one. I saw the fire in your eyes. I saw the fire when I look into your eyes. You tell me things you want to try. I got the danger, Mr. Devil, in disguise. You risk it all to feel alive. You're opening yourself to be that sacrifice. You might be thinking to yourself, like, gosh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Well, there's a little bit of a conspiracy, and then there's also some there's some factual stuff, too, uh, that he, one, was influenced by Michael Jackson. We know that. We also know that he's kind of worked with some people that were around Michael Jackson. But there's also some conspiracy theories as well that he's actually, not every single song, but some of his songs were actually uh, vaulted Michael Jackson tracks and that he's actually been the one and has been releasing some of Michael Jackson's unreleased songs, sometimes unrecorded, and it was just the, the lyrics. So that might be why it sounds a little bit familiar, that tone. Happy birthday to the weekend and all of our February 16th 
birthdays. We are going to take a quick break. When we return, a lot of local news to get into. A long dispute in Bayshore seems to be over. If you're unfamiliar with where Bayshore is, that is between Petoskey and Charlevoix on the highway there. Parents and students rally for the Petoskey Montessori schools, seemingly to no avail. And a statewide rail service takes a step forward. We'll get into those stories many, many more coming up after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. Hello, Americans. It's Uncle Sam here. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes to the IRS or state, don't worry. I've got important news that may help you negotiate a lower tax bill. In today's economy, the IRS has released a variety of new rules and is offering more flexible terms to help Americans looking to settle their IRS debt. If you apply today, we may be able to lift your wage garnishments and release a freeze on your bank assets or business. Our team of tax professionals can resolve your case and stop collection actions against you. Even if you've been audited or haven't filed a return in years, they can help. Call right now and find out if you qualify to settle your IRS debt for far less than what you owe. Pick up your phone right now and Call us for a free $500 IRS tax review. Don't wait. Here's the number. Call right now. 800-294-7179. For the last time, 800-294-7179. We are the nation's largest integrated health care system providing life-changing care to over 9 million veterans. Our hands are busy, competent, skilled, healing, helping, and friendly. A place where diverse teams come together hand-in-hand to provide full patient-centered care. Working in state-of-the-art facilities with influential leaders in healthcare, all with a single goal in mind, to help veterans heal, recover, and get their lives back in a place where everyone plays a part and where your efforts are truly appreciated. A place so innovative and forward-thinking that we're rebuilding hands and where even robots lend a hand. Join hands with us. Learn more at vacareers.va.gov. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing, anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Ask Cortez Flint Insurance and Financial Services with offices in Petoskey, East Jordan, Boyne City, Gaylord, and now Traverse City, and see if auto owners make sense for you. There's one man on this earth who really truly gets it. The Democrat Party is killing our country. The Democrat Party won't even vote 100% on a resolution condemning terrorism against Israel. Democrat Party is pretending you're having a fine old time under Bidenomics. Can't afford cars, can't afford parts, can't afford food. Utilities are through the roof, rents through the roof, mortgages are through. It's okay. Bidenomics. Mark Levin is on the radio. Weeknights at 6 on WMKT. 
At Brown Motors of Petoskey, they understand that life doesn't stop for car maintenance. That's why they're revolutionizing the way you service your vehicle. As a certified maintenance and repair facility for Ford, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, Brown Motors offers more than just expert care for your vehicle. They offer convenience. Imagine this. You're busy at work or maybe you're at home taking care of the kids. You know your car needs servicing, but who has the time? With Brown Motors, you don't have to worry. Introducing Brown Motors' exclusive pickup and delivery service. Just schedule your appointment and they do the rest. They'll pick up your vehicle, drive it to their state-of-the-art service center, and return it to you ready to go. Giving your vehicle the best possible care while you continue on with your day uninterrupted. Don't let vehicle maintenance slow you down. Call or visit brownmotors.com to schedule your pickup and delivery service today. Brown Motors of Petoskey, where your time matters just as much as your vehicle. And now we return to your home for in-depth local news coverage. WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy, exclusively on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM WMKT, and streaming across the Wolverine State at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming online at WMKTVTalkStation.com. You can send us a note via email, WMKTBusiness at gmail.com. Comment on what we're talking about on today's show or any news tips you have. You can also give us a call, 866 866- 371-1270-866-371-1270. You can find us on social media. We're on Telegram, t.me slash Triple Talk WMKT or Facebook and X at Triple Talk WMKT. That is our studio social media. You can also find me on X at Nick Rudy. A new bill would create more distance between plows and other drivers. Currently, Michigan law states that drivers are required to keep 20 feet of distance from plows when stopped at an intersection. Anyone who violates these regulations would receive a civil infraction. A new bill being considered would require drivers to to remain 200 feet behind a plow who has their lights on and are actively plowing the road and have a max speed of 35 miles per hour. The Senate uh, Senate passed the bill unanimously. The bill now moves to those uh, to the House for consideration. I get it. I do. (laughs) Better believe me. I'm I'm going to make sure not to get stuck behind a plow on like US 31 or something when I'm trying to travel downstate. Oof, that'd be tough. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel is warning about email scams that are using her name and office. The email claims that scammers are trying to steal your tax refund and offer to help, but the email itself is actually the scam. The Attorney General's office does not handle taxes or debt collection, so Nessel says her name would never be attached to a debt collection email. So just be on the lookout for one of those scams. A public hearing has been set for the flats on the bridge in Elk Rapids, an affordable housing project. The project needs approval for the site, which is a 2.32 acre lot located at 401 South Bridge Street is currently owned by the city. Homestretch nonprofit housing corporation is behind the three-story building that would have a total of 24 units. You can attend this hearing to make your voice heard on the 21st at 7 p.m. Despite the local township board undergoing a complete overhaul, Goshen is forging ahead with their plans 
The company who plans on building a $2.4 billion electric vehicle battery plant has started clearing trees from the site in Green Charter Township. Chuck Thielen, the vice president of Goshen Inc. North America Manufacturing, said clearing trees will take about three months. The goal is to have limited battery production by the end of 2025. Thielen says he is in constant communication with the Green Charter Township Board. Remember, the board was completely replaced by the voters last election over this project specifically, and it seems like um, the the board is is not pulling the plug completely on this project. They just seem to be having a significant, significant more uh, amount more of ins- uh, oversight on this project. Also, maybe you caught on to this already. The 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 subtle irony of the electric vehicle battery plant, which is supposed to be extraordinarily vi- environmentally friendly, uh, just hacking down an entire forest. Parents and students arrived in mass at Petoskey School Board meeting last night to protest the board's decision to not renew its contract with the Montessori Elementary School. A 1997 agreement allowed for free tuition and public funds at the Montessori in exchange for Petoskey schools withholding 20% of the state's distribution. Under that agreement in 2022, the district sent the school $86,000. When they came to the district with a new proposal, they requested the district only withhold 5% of the state's distribution. The Montessori School says that would be around $150,000. Public Schools of Petoskey Superintendent Jeff Leslie says when he did the math, that figure came out closer to $300,000. Lots of dough. Board President Mark Ashley repeated at the meeting the decision to renew was final. After months of speculation, the Bay Area Transportation Authority Board has filed a lawsuit against Grand Traverse County, citing a breach of contract. Beta says the contract states the Grand Traverse and Leelanau counties each appoint a county commissioner, meaning one to Beta's boards of directors. During the during a Grand Traverse County Commission meeting in January, two Grand Traverse County commissioners were appointed to the board by a five to four vote. Grand Traverse County Commissioner Rob Hetchell said the reason for appointing two commissioners is because they suspect there are shenanigans going on right now and hard questions have to be asked no matter how unpopular the decision is. The father of the Oxford High School shooter is looking for a change of scenery after his wife Jennifer Crumley was convicted on four involuntary manslaughter charges. James Crumley wants to uh, get jurors from a different county Crumley argues the jury pool is tainted due to the case's publicity and his wife's recent conviction. He faces the same charges as his wife. I have my personal feelings about this case, but I do think there will probably be some bias in the jury pool. But the problem is most of the state has been following this case. You'd almost nearly need to look out outside of the state, different state to make it most fair. But then again, maybe you can look into the UP or something. Jury selection in the father's Oakland County trial is scheduled for the 5th of March. Passenger rail service throughout the state has taken another step to becoming a reality. The Groundwork Center for Resilient Communities announced Tuesday it was putting out a request for proposals for a consultant to lead a crucial Phase 2 study for the project. Phase 2 will establish an actionable roadmap for how Groundwork, the Cadillac Wexford Transit Authority, and other partners can go about fixing up railways, establishing passenger rail stations, and ultimately getting rail service up and running. It has been called the most significant step to to the project to date. The project has $2.3 million between state and federal grants allocated so far. The Cherry Capital Airport announced a direct service between Traverse City and Houston's George Bush Intercontinental Airport through United Airlines. 
The seasonal Saturday service will start Saturday, June 29th and operate through Saturday, August 17th. So less than two months, the new service was made possible through a $750,000 grant from the U.S. Department of Transportation. But for those who need it, that will certainly be a very handy uh, little flight there. The Bear Creek Fire Department will be looking for just over 0.5 mils from taxpayers on the February 28th um, ballot. The voting, they are looking to build a new fire station and voting hall. The bond proposal would allow the township to borrow up to $4.1 million to complete the project, which is estimated to cost a total of $6 million. So they basically have the entire thing covered if this passes. The township has already saved more than $2 million. That's why. Fire Chief Al Welshheimer said the new fire hall is necessary as the township plans for the future, which is expecting a continued growth in population. It would be out south where the population is most likely to grow, according to the fire chief there. Um, it would be on Click Road near the soccer fields. The township would also no longer have to rely on the Petoskey Snowmobile Club to serve as a voting precinct. Not that they have any issues with them um, as far as from what I've seen and uh, talked to folks, they don't have an issue with the snowmobile club or anything, but uh, parking can be a bit of a battle there. And also if the snowmobile club decides to shutter or, you know, whatever, they have a meeting they really need to have on the same day as the election. Um, you know, they're not at the, uh, don't have to, you know, be uh, at the behest of the, uh, the snowmobile club. It appears a judge has uh, kind of found an agreement that satisfies both parties. Last week, 33rd Circuit Court Judge Roy C. Hayes III ruled to allow Reith and Riley Construction, Inc. to continue operation of their embattled Hayes Township gravel pit until December 31st, 2028, with reclamation of the land to be completed by December 31st, 2029. Hayes Township residents have requested the pit be shut down immediately while Reith and Riley wanted to continue operations for 27 years. I have rejected both sides. All or nothing claims, said Hayes, explained his decision on the four-year timeline, which ultimately came from a stipulation agreed upon Township officials and Reith Riley's legal team, but not individual citizens included in the petition. Um, it is an interesting kind of aftermath of that story, hearing people talk about that. So the, the folks that live around there, I mean, of course, would rather have had it just be immediately stopped. But as far as, you know, kind of a mediation, kind of meet in the middle, four years instead of 27 is, is quite a pretty good uh, outcome. So they're not super mad about that. Um, there, there were some... Uh, heavy disagreements with the uh, with the kind of the, the fencing and protection around this gravel pit. Um, I actually, I grew up grew up out very close to this uh, this gravel pit out in Bayshore. And um, I would ride my bike, uh, you know, out of pure boredom uh, down on, I think it's a upper Bayshore Road. Uh, the, uh, it was freshly paved out there. So it was a lot of fun. You'd go down a hill and all that sort of stuff. But um, they're, they're worried about like ATVs and stuff getting out there and it's kind of a safety hazard and I guess a, a noise issue as well. And uh, the, the residents are right because the barriers and it's a very loose term of barriers is like a couple of, you know, those like wooden seahorses, uh, seahorses, uh, wooden horses, you know, that you put your wood to cut on and uh, it's just right in front of that. And so I, I personally have witnessed just tracks of dirt bikes and ATVs all up and down the slopes. I don't know if, as so much now, but as a couple of years ago, when I would uh, when I'd be visiting out there when I was younger, growing up out there, definitely used to see tracks all of the time. So that might be a legitimate complaint. But that is your local news update for today. Headed into the weekend. When we return from these brief messages, we're going to talk about 
the state of Michigan's population. This is something we've talked about before, but kind of a deeper dive we're going to get into today because what's been going on with Michigan, Whitmer claims she's trying to fix it, but not only is she maybe not fixing it effectively, but she may not even think our hemorrhaging population is a problem. And I'll tell you why coming up after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM Triple Talk, WMKT. News alert. I'm Tom Graham. A New York judge rules against Donald Trump in a civil fraud case. The former president is barred from doing business in the state for three years. He was also hit with a massive fine. Fox's Eric Sean. Judge Arthur Engoron imposing a nearly $364 million fine on the former president, his sons Donald Jr. and Eric. The judge said that they engaged in a years-long scheme to do banks and others with false financial statements. Trump has called the case a witch hunt by political operatives. Two juveniles have been charged following the deadly shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Fox's Jeff Paul. They're being held on two charges, one of them being gun-related, the other being related to resisting arrest. More charges are expected. One woman killed, 22 other victims were shot. America is listening to Fox News. Have you outgrown your health insurance plan or just not happy with what you're paying for? The number one reason we all change our health insurance is price. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Would you like to have better coverage at a better rate or at little or no cost to you? Your life needs are always changing, but have you done anything to improve your health insurance for you and your family? Health insurance laws and coverage are always changing and getting better. It's impossible to do all the research yourself. But now it's all done for you for free. So regardless of your age or medical condition, take a few minutes right now and find out if you can save money or even qualify for zero-cost health insurance in your state. Call now. Paid for by Cheaper Health Insurance. 800-652-1470. 800-652-1470. 800-652-1470. That's 800-652-1470. Get back on the trail, back on the slopes, back on the job. McLaren Northern Michigan Orthopedic Services can help you relieve pain caused by sports injuries, traumas, or arthritis. The skilled orthopedic team delivers expert care for all muscle, joint, and bone conditions. Let McLaren Northern Michigan Orthopedic Services get you back to the things you love. Learn more at mclaren.org slash northernortho. McLaren, doing what's best in orthopedics. Triple Talk, WMKT weather forecast. Forecast for the rest of today. Snow showers continuing, otherwise cloudy skies. High near 27. Snow likely to continue tonight. Lows near 15, maybe another two inches of accumulation. Chance of snow showers for Saturday. Highs tomorrow, 23. Sunday, snow, 32. Look at the Monday, sunshine and a high of 34. That's your forecast on Triple Talk, WMKT. 
Now, back to WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, WMKT, and streaming statewide at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming statewide at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. You can reach out to the show, 866-371-1270, 866-371-1270 is our phone number. You can also write us an email, WMKTBusiness at gmail.com. Find us on social media. Facebook and Twitter at Triple Talk WMKT. We've all known about Michigan's population issues over the last 25 years that have only gotten worse since Whitmer has taken office and especially during the COVID years. Whitmer says she's trying to fix it and even established a population panel to offer suggestions how to fix the state's population issues. And as we expected, they said exactly what we thought they'd say. Offer more free, free things. Spend more money. It was just an excuse for her to spend money. Hey, it's not my idea. It's their idea. Bipartisan board. Bipartisan, bipartisan, bipartisan. Her ineptitude in problem solving, especially on the population issue, is nearly impossible to believe. So much so, it's, it's hard to believe that she's actually trying. Can someone be this bad at something don't answer that Kamala Harris border, but maybe she isn't trying. While it is a fact the state is hemorrhaging people, it also might be going exactly as she wants it to. Who is leaving the state? Who is trickling in? More on that in a minute. This is from a Bridge Michigan article. Let's establish the facts we already know, just in case the haters are listening. Bridge writes, Michigan has lost the equivalent of a standing room only crowd at the Detroit Tigers Comerica Park, 43,200 people to other states since 2020. Recent census data shows Florida was the biggest winner. No surprise there, because unless you like dislike extreme heat, who wouldn't enjoy the freedom of the Ron DeSantis led state? According to Allied Van Lines, two of the other top four states, uh, aside from Florida, that Michigan loses population to is Texas and Arizona, deep red, and then closer to red than Michigan. For those who move into Michigan, they're coming from Illinois, Indiana, New York, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut, three out of four deep blue states. And the only one that's a red state is one that borders us, so that makes sense. People that are fleeing move to Texas, Arizona, and Florida, not as of moving is not convenient, it would literally be inconvenient to move to the apartment next door or the house next door, but moving to a next to a different state, moving to the one that borders you instead of halfway across the country significantly easier. So they're not, these people are leaving in mass in inconvenient ways to inconvenient places. And also a lot of folks are from blue states that are moving here. Good chance most of them are liberal. So who is moving out demographically? Not just the fact that we have people moving out, but who is moving out? Because that's actually equally important to the numbers. A 2022 study by United Van Lines reported outbound moves 
from Michigan were a mix of Gen Xers and retiring baby boomers. Many reported wanting to be closer to family or had lifestyle changes due to retirement. Younger people reported wanting to locate to more vibrant cities that had better job opportunities. That fact that recent grads, such as myself, are moving was backed up by that Bridge, Michigan article from earlier, which says the movers are far younger. The median age in Michigan is 40.6 years old, one of the oldest in the nation, but the median age of those who leave is 29.3. Those younger people are more likely to have children, and without those who move and the children they'll have in other states, Michigan's economy could be hobbled potentially for years. That's bad. Young people leaving means a weaker workforce, less new kids, because my generation is the current, fresh, you know, baby-making generation, if you will. So this could be a domino effect. Not to mention, I mean, oh, by the way, I mean, this is this play ties right in before we get on to what the rest of it I was going to say. This plays in directly into some other things that we've talked about here recently with the um, hospice houses going out. Granted, part of it had to do with the economy, like the economics of it, but there's just not staff. I mean, we'd be talking, we, we were talking to Lisa Ashley from the, um, from the Harbor Springs, uh, the names passing me. Uh, up the, by Harbor Springs, um, Bay Bluffs, I believe it is, and the administrator from Bay Bluffs, Lisa Ashley, they can't get employees. The hospital having the same same issue, very aging population. Even you got the average age of, what was it, around 40? It's even higher up here. And when young people flee, who is going to be taking care of the folks who are aging, going to the hospital, having their end-of-life care needed up here? That's a big issue. And then we're not replacing ourselves. More people are about to be dying than being born when my generation, like I said, is the one that are having children. When they leave, those kids don't stay here because they're not even born to be born here in the first place. So a real issue. Um, so again, we're losing the young people who can be the ones that create the next generations, literally. And then the fresh retirees are among those with the most disposable income. We're losing that too. So we're losing the folks who are no longer in the workforce, so they're not necessarily creating new economic revenue based on their extensive knowledge in the company, you know, losing all the managers and whatnot. But you're also losing, so the retirees have all that money that they can spend and trickles down. The young people are all the ones that are working the, the jobs. They're the ones that are supposed to be replacing the retirees. So we're losing the folks if you look at this at like a job level, we're, we're losing folks in the workforce because they're retiring and we don't have anyone to replace them because they're all leaving. You know, and no disrespect to anyone else, but those two demographics, which are about ages 20 to 32 and 55 to 65, are the worst people to have leave your state. That is about as bad as you possibly could get. Very, very bad. Bad to lose anyone. Very, very bad to lose those two age groups specifically. And why are they leaving? They mentioned a few examples, not exactly even pertinent to the story I'm trying to tell, but I'll share it for context. The um, better, warmer climates to get away from tourists, which I thought was hilarious, and because uh, I definitely feel that one sometimes. Transportation structure, 
cost of education, high taxes, and insurance coupled with a bad housing market and lack of job opportunities. So what we've established so far, as we continue on with the story, people are fleeing Michigan for various reasons. About 50% of those who leave are likely red voters, and those who are likely to move in are likely blue voters. The voting demographics are shifting, and they're shifting in favor of Governor Whitmer, and not even necessarily for her own benefit, because she's governor, she's going to be term limited, but for her party. No surprise, as she's been replacing the Pure Michigan campaign with billboards across the country asking for young people to move here to get abortions or be LGBTQ. And this is all stuff that they've done since they've had power the last year and a half. They got power for the first time in 40 years. And while some of these wheels were already set in motion before that happened, they really upped the ante, canceling Pure Michigan, putting billboards up to get their voting base to move here. She spent three years also, like I said, the wheels were already in motion previous to that. She spent three years scaring off Republicans and other right-wingers with her COVID policies. People fled in droves during COVID, seeking personal freedom away from vaccine mandates or the fact you couldn't even buy seed at the grocery store at Home Depot or Lowe's. Everything Whitmer has done has been to get rid of right-wing voters and replace them with left-wing voters. And she doesn't really care that there's more people leaving the state than are coming in just as long as people who agree with her. It's about the power. She doesn't really care about a whole lot else. But now, not entirely of her own doing, but certainly approved by her, another group is starting to roll into Michigan to replace those right-wingers. Immigrants, many of those of whom are illegal immigrants. This information comes from James Dixon from the Michigan Capitol Confidential, a SMEGHOG report prepared by the University of Michigan, the liberal University of Michigan, found that in the decade between 2010 and 2019, Southeast Michigan took in an average of 14,012 foreign-born residents per year. But every year, it also lost 14,734 people who were 65 or younger. Michigan only gained 5,464 new people per year in that decade. Without international migration, the report reads, Southeast Michigan's population would have been declining in every year. And we had a previous story that we, ha- we talked about a few weeks back, several weeks back, actually, that broke down the number of foreign-born people li- living in Southeast Michigan and how it was not at all all of them that were legal immigrants. Because let's face it, I do not care how many legal immigrants we have. If you follow the rules to get into our country, you are infinitely more likely to contribute to our country than if you came illegally. There are very small Exceptions, I am sure, to that rule that if you came here legally, maybe you'll just be a bum now that you're here. Um, Or if you came here legally, there might be one or two folks who do then contribute. But the fact of the matter is, the statistics overwhelmingly support the idea that if you follow the rules to gain entry to our country, you are going to be a productive citizen. And if you are a productive foreign-born citizen, welcome. I have zero issues with that. If you come here illegally, you've already proven that you're willing to break our laws because the very first thing that you did on our soil is break a law by walking over the border without permission. So pretty flat that that's the case. And so while Whitmer gets blue voters to come into Michigan to replace red voters she ran out of town, 
She's more than happy to support Biden's non-existent border policy and let illegals into our state. So she's having two different demographic groups replace red voters. It's all about ideology here. Putting up billboards, canceling Pure Michigan, getting folks from other states, Connecticut, Illinois, Pennsylvania, to move here, blue voters, while she scares off all the red voters. Either through tyrannical policies or through having a horrible economy. Of you know, And when I say horrible economy, that is you know, people who actually want to contribute and have businesses, small businesses, and like earn their keep instead of just leeching off of the state, which is what a lot of these blue voters are coming here to do. But it's having other real life impacts as well, because those are what that's what's happening with the uh, the blue voters that are already in the United States from Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Illinois, and the like. Real life impacts for these illegal immigrants that are coming to Michigan as well. This is a story from Click on Detroit. A suspected crew targeting high-end homes is believed to be expanding into new areas. Police said they suspect the organized crew out of South America are behind a robbery in Gross Point Farms. The gated community at the Country Club of Detroit was hit by organized burglary teams over the Thanksgiving weekend. Police believe homes or houses that have yards that back up to trees or woods are targets and that thieves hide there until they see their chance. Could you imagine how horrifying that would be? I mean... It's almost slightly funny, but it's actually not at all. I mean, you have a, a nice little property, you got some trees in your backyard, and you look out the window, and you just see like 10 dudes just literally just emerge from the tree. They're all like standing behind the tree. I'm sure you've seen movies of like people hiding behind trees in whatever capacity. And all of a sudden, they just like, in the, in the dark of night, like you're letting your dog out, and like you look up and you see a pair of eyes like glaring out of the, the dark of the trees. That'd just be horrifying. And it's apparently happening. Oakland County Sheriff Michael uh, Bouchard first sounded the alarm in September after huge homes in Bloomfield Township were hit. Then homes on private driveways in Birmingham were hit. The losses are estimated to be in the millions of dollars. I mean, not only is it just, you know, theft, and obviously theft always has some sort of economic impact, but like, it's like millions of dollars of theft. This isn't, you know, they stole a freaking candy bar or they stole... Um, you know, a bottle of alcohol or someone's cell phone. They're probably like stealing paintings. They're definitely stealing jewelry and high-end electronics and things of that nature. And that's like not great. They're targeting high-end items to the point. If they can carry a safe, they will do that. Which, by the way, I mean, how heavy are these safes? And how much time do these people have? That is worrisome on its face as well there. A teen was arrested and charged in Bloomfield Township in connection with several vehicle break-ins and some burglaries but sources continue to point to where Bouchard pointed at the start of the investigation that other organized teams out of South America have been hitting high-end homes out west and have now made their home in Michigan. So this is this started somewhere else, and now it's making its way to Michigan because no one stopped them. Because major cities, their DAs, major cities, their politicians do not care. Half of them are sanctuary cities, and this is this is the result. And this is actually extra worrisome. Now, granted, rich people sometimes tend to be more on the, the left of the aisle and maybe not might not be as uh, big into guns. They have high-tech security. You know, they just don't have a ring doorbell and, and, you know, offer thoughts and prayers and hope that, you know, the ring doorbell scares someone off. They have, like, actual security cameras all over the place. I used to work in, um, in window washing, and so I'd be in people's homes all over the place. There's, as you know, very many 
nice homes in northern Michigan, a lot of these places had like a designated computer room with computer monitors with security cameras, like an actual like secure room. I guarantee you that many of these homes are built very similarly and have very similar things. And they're getting robbed blind by organized criminal gangs out of South America. How is that okay? Organized gangs of illegals that are robbing us. And I get it. We have plenty of our own homegrown problems with crime in our state. There is plenty of that going on. Drug, murder, robbery. That was bad enough across our state and especially in Southeast Michigan. But that should be reason enough why we should secure our border so we don't double our problem and give us time to purge ourselves of our own home domestic issues. But like I said, this is a problem that Whitmer is not trying very hard on. And if she is, she's doing things actively to replace the voting demographic so her party can stay in power for the foreseeable future. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to get into WMKT's Market Watch. That's coming up next. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. Watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you with the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. <laughs> Good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them five thousand or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-649-8617. 800-649-8617. 800-649-8617. That's 800-649-8617. Life, it's full of moments from first steps, to first loves, moments that make life special. A life can also bring us difficult and disruptive moments like a cancer diagnosis, which is why the groundbreaking work of Stand Up to Cancer is so vital. They know the problem of cancer won't be solved by one doctor, one lab, or one hospital. It takes collaboration. That's why Stand Up to Cancer brings together top minds from different fields to find new and better treatments so patients can thrive. So when it matters, we can all show up for moments of a lifetime. Please join Stand Up to Cancer and Myrtle Beach to help families get back to where they belong, making new memories for years to come. Please go to StandUpToCancer.org to see how you can join the mission. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. 
Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-640-7460. That's 800-640-7460. And now, more of WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy right now on Northern Michigan's home for news and opinion, Triple Talk, WMKT. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM Triple Talk WMKT. It is time for WMKT's Market Watch. Well, it was a bit of a mixed day on Wall Street. Not much to report. The Dow Jones fell 145 points, ending at 38,627. The Nasdaq fell 130 points, ending at 15,775. The S&P 500 fell 24 points, ending at 5,005 points. Domino's Pizza fell $2.95, ending at $421.85. Lear Corp fell $1.43, ending at $136.30. And Whirlpool Corporation fell $1.60. They are at $108.16 per share to end the day, to end the week. That has been WMKT's Market Watch. And that is all the time that we have for today's show. We made it to the end of another work week, Northern Michigan. Hope you enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday with more of the news you need to know. You are listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM Triple Talk WMKT. Have a great night. <laughs>